Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and The Bachelor? uh, That book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mmm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers. They're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because Those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my, um, (laughs) which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort 
from the outside in. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Thank you for being here. We're taking you to church and taking you to parades tonight. Find somebody dance. And to end is going to DJ. He is incredible. It's going to be so much fun. The visuals are going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. That's all you need to know. And we've got alcohol. we got a lot of alcohol. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and today is December 15th, 2022. We are recording this week in Bachelor Nation on a Thursday. You're going to be hearing it on a Friday, and it's an exciting time. We, of course, have some very interesting things to discuss with regard to our participation in Stephen Lovegrove's Noel Ball. You're not going to want to miss that. We have a lot to get to today because we skipped Twibbon last week because we were at the ball. But don't worry, this episode will be worth five standard Game of Roses episodes. Five standard? Jesus. Yeah. I don't know if I'm up to the challenge, but I will try. I will try <laughs> to multiply my usual output and entertainment value by five times. We have some business. We are going to be doing a very special episode coming up on December 23rd. It's not even an episode. It's a live YouTube experience. We're going to be doing live the Parasocial Play of the Year Awards. We're going to be breaking down the best parasocial plays from the entirety of the year 2022 in a kind of March Madness style bracket that's ultimately going to reveal the best parasocial play of the year. Again, that's December 23rd, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Game of Roses YouTube channel. That means 7.30 Eastern. And subscribe to our YouTube at Game of Roses channel. Hit that notification bell. You'll be notified when the live show starts. And this is basically we wanted to, you know, take a look back at the whole year, all of the stunning parasocial plays that we've seen. Dark Seeker is putting together this bracket. It is, I mean, it's an event like the world has never seen. And <laughs> it's also, <laughs> some people are calling it better than Lincoln, better than Washington. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> but please, we hope that you you join us for that again. It's going to be on YouTube, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. if you're on that East Coast, December 23rd, Game of Roses on YouTube. Follow us, hit that notification, and you'll you'll get a little bell when this live event starts. And I'm, I'm hoping this is something that we can do every year because, as you know, the parasocial game is the second game you play after you play the main game, the real game, which is Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. As we know, it is all part of the whole game, the game of life. <laughs> no, also, this is, you know, we do lives every week on our Patreon, but, you know, this will be hopefully... We can get the whole Gore community in here. Yeah, this is uh, available to everyone, not just for anyone on Patreon, but it will give you some sense of what our live shows on Patreon are like, perhaps. So we hope again that you can join us. I'm very excited about this. There have been so many parasocial plays this year that were just fucking mind-blowing. 
And we see them continue again and again. I have one that comes to mind immediately. I have several, especially during BIP mm-hmm. uh, Season 8. All of the Sauce Wars stuff that was going on. Players coming out and actively contradicting the edit as it was happening. I mean, I think a lot of those plays are going to be in this bracket. Oh, mine is a relationship announcement. Relation- there are a bunch of bigger relationship announcements, engagement announcements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But basically how we're going to do it again is in that bracket format. So we'll have two parasocial plays that we're talking about and we will decide which of those is the better play. It will move on to the next round and face off against whatever other plays have made it to that round, so on and so forth, until we have a true champion, a true parasocial play mm-hmm. of the year from 2022. And we hope you'll join us for that. But now we are going to begin our program as we begin every this week in Bachelor Nation with a little something we call Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the game. So As you may be aware, Pace Case and I were lucky enough to attend Stephen Lovegrove's Noel Ball this past week. And I don't even know really how to describe it. We're going to do our best here. It was a (laughs) surreal event, to say the least. It was, in my opinion, the Met Gala of reality television, something akin to a governor's ball of reality television. Um, I've been Mm -hmm. to some very interesting events in my lifetime in Hollywood. I've been to premiere parties for movies I've written. I've been to rap parties for TV shows I've created. I've been to the NBC Upfronts uh, for Bad Judge, the show we met on when that show got picked up. R.I.P. BJ. R.I.P. BJ. The Upfronts are, if you don't know, a giant event that is thrown in New York City every year where each network has one of these. And it is a huge thing where they invite all the different ad buyers from different ad agencies and brands and whatever to come out to this huge event where they unveil their their full lineup of all the new shows that are coming out and all the different celebrities who are in those shows are there and they have to do a little song and dance for everybody. There's crazy parties and all that. I've been to all of this. I have never been to something quite like the Noel Ball. It was, or at least to me, it felt very star-studded, but at the same time intimate. It didn't feel like a a super big crazy thing, but then you look around and you're like, this is a super big crazy thing. It was so insane to to be able to capture that feeling of like, it's kind of a small intimate party for just a few people, but also (laughs) there are like these superstars from every reality show that you watch walking around. It was almost like getting to see an extra episode of, let's say, Bachelor in Paradise season eight, for example, where not only are all the Bachelor players there, Players from all these other shows are there. And by the way, none of these Bachelor players look like they're getting crushed into dust by producers. They're all happy, having fun, <laughs> laughing with each other, dancing, drinking, all this shit. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the best nights, I think, of my life. Damn, dude. That is such a beautiful <laughs> description. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, I feel the exact same way. I saw a I've seen a lot of celebrities met a lot of them not in some like crazy good way I'm talking about my $11 an hour talent agency job but I was never <laughs> I I mean <laughs> it's like the only thing that kept coming to mind was like fever dream was like I am dreaming and all of these different aspects of my life, all of these different fandoms that I belong to are all coming together. You have people from Love is Blind, FY Island, Big Brother, and my favorite, 
reality show, which I will get to in my scream because it is, I feel like it needs its own little, <laughs> little part for me to acknowledge the how I met one special person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really saw in it too, like the potential. I know that um, stepping through the same party last year in San Diego, and we saw all the pictures. Pace Case and I were not at that mm-hmm. one, but we saw all the pictures from it. And I would say very definitely... It was all Bachelor people. Yeah, it was all Bachelor people in San Diego. And I would say very definitely this next iteration of it was a level up. It seems like very definitely this thing is getting bigger. There are more people. It's a bigger venue, all these kinds of things. And you could see like where this is going. I think every year after this, it's going to get bigger and crazier and kind of be the thing that if you're in reality TV, you got to go to this thing. I know it's they that a lot of these people see each other at their gatherings all the time, but it's never to this scale all at once. Yeah. For, you know, like a holiday party, for a gathering of like a bunch of people who are all kind of in the same area. It it was incredible. We had some of the biggest players from all of the teams making up the Gore Parasocial Association, aka GPA, aka the league. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's what we're calling our our league of teams that we have coined over the past year or so. So we had players from the LA Icons. Kira Mangistu was there. Susie Evans was there. Icons. Like tearing up the dance floor. Every I mean everyone was so I feel like this cannot be said enough, but everybody was so hot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, these are reality stars. There's no beating around the bush there. (laughs) These are professional level television stars who are cast in these shows to do what they do. They're reality stars. They're charming. They're good looking. All of them. We had New York City influence players, Abigail Herringer, Romy Alexander. We had San Diego crew members, Katie Thurston, Aaron Clancy, Logan Palmer. Denver High was represented, Elise Delbaum. We saw Taylor Hale, got to meet her in person. The most recent champion of Big Brother. Oh my God. That was amazing. Fantastic. Uh, Obviously, we've talked to her before. She's like, Taylor Hale is like, I mean, we have talked to her before, but like seeing her in her element, just like queen of the castle, just looks like a runway model. And in my mind, I also thought she was like seven feet tall. Yeah. She seemed like that, though. She gives off the seven foot tall energy. I would also say it was very much like, if you're a sports fan at all, it was very much like the ESPYs, which is an annual award show that ESPN puts on every year for all sports. And it's one of the only times that, as a fan of sports, you get to see high-level pro football players, pro baseball players, pro basketball players, and every other sport represented in one room. And that is what it felt like to me. It wasn't just Bachelor people. Like you're saying, it's from all these shows. And to see them commingling. I don't know what conversations they were having with one another, but I I started to have fantasies about like, (laughs) I hope they're talking to each other about their treatment on their various programs. This is speculation corner. (laughs) But I mean, I think those conversations had to have happened where, you know, love is blind players are telling bachelor players like, well, this is what it was like for us. And the bachelor players are like, well, this is what it's like for us. And I don't know if this would ever happen, but you know we've talked a lot on this show about some kind of unionization between all reality 
players, whatever game you're on, that there's not a union like there is for Screen Actors, the Screen Actors Guild, or Writers, the Writers Guild, or Directors, Directors Guild. There is no union that looks out for the best interest for all the people on reality television. But I think an event like this gives some opportunity for these players of different games to start talking about Mm -hmm. what it might look like if the treatment on this show is better. Well, how do we get the treatment on this other show up to that level? Yeah, and... How is The Bachelor going to continue motivating people to choose them over other dating games when producers on some of the other dating game shows don't limit the people as much? They're like, do SpawnCon right away. Do all these interviews. Mm -hmm. We want our people out there as much as possible promoting our brand. Pace Case's Peacocking Corner. I have a top four for um, everyone's peacocking tots. Okay. I'm ready to uh, accept the award <laughs> anytime. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> okay, I have a top five. <laughs> Who was peacocking harder than me? Are you fucking kidding me? I spent money on my outfit. I wanted to fucking roll in there and, as I said, break necks. And I think that goal was achieved. I will say, of all the outfits there, I believe I put the most effort into mine. I can guarantee that you put the most effort into yours as well. If anybody has not seen our outfits, I posted I posted some professional photographs of both yours and mine. And thank you, Allison Freer, for helping style us for this event. Okay, coming in at number five, we have this... Um, he's kind of giving edgelord. He's kind of giving vampire. He's kind of giving Doctor Who in a midnight blue suit with what looks like 50 pounds of gold chains and a choker that looks like it's made out of sparklers and the deep blue gem from Titanic that gets dropped into the ocean. Bachelor Clues was my number five peacocker for Stefan Lovegrove's fashion ball. Thank you very much. I accept this award (laughs) humbly and uh, I will try to peacock again next year at the, uh, the next event. I I will also. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. No, I loved it. And even uh, my paramour, Jake, we got him in some gold chains to match us as well. Yeah. Uh, Coming in at number four, Sierra Jackson, silver sparkle corset top, black sarong Mm -hmm. style skirt, and just looking stunning. Number three, Abigail Herringer. She is wearing this black star-filled mini dress, but she has her hair up in this sleek updo bun. And Dark Seeker can confirm that Herringer wore her hair up for the first time ever at this ball and was inspired by Tasha Gorey from the most recent season of Love Island UK, who also has a cochlear implant hmm. and regularly shows it off in public and during photo shoots. Coming in at number two, we have... Serene Russell. She was dressed as the American royal family with Brandon Jones in this jaw-dropping, fiery red corset style top with this like mini ball gown dress matching Brandon Jones's red bow tie, looking like America's sweetheart couple. And coming in at number one, Marlena Wesh. Dressed like the coolest human chandelier I've ever seen. Chandelier earrings, chandelier style, maxi dress, mini sunglasses, star of the dance floor party, an icon. So there's my top five (laughs) peacocking corner. No, I 
everyone there looked fantastic. And again, it really was like an extra episode of Bachelor in Paradise to me. It was like mm-hmm. the episode in Bachelor in Paradise where they they make them go to these parties to the Sadie Hawkins dance or the tight ass party. It was like that, but instead of these people being emotionally tormented for two weeks and trying to keep themselves from crying and breaking down, they were just having fun. It, it was just like such a fun, interesting night. And um, we can't thank Stefan Lovegrove enough for asking us to come to this. Oh, Jess Ambrose had a great outfit too. Yeah, we got to hang out with Jess Ambrose and her husband, Tripper Sounds, for a long time during the night. Had some very yeah. interesting conversations <laughs> with her. Their podcast, Mom and Dad, starts in January. Oh, nice. Congrats to them. But uh, yeah, there were a bunch of people there. Serene Russell, Brandon Jones, John Hersey, Garen Flowers, Demi Burnett, Sarah Trott, Annalise Puccini, Heather Martin was there, and there were pizza boxes. She did not mm. spin any on her head that I saw. Cassie Randolph, Marlene Wesh, Nate Olakoya. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Error of the ball. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Tammy Lee, Rodney Matthews, Tabletop Rick Leach was in there. Had a great conversation with him. Um, and of course, Dave Neal and his wife were there. And Justin Takes the Batch, who we've DM'd with a bunch of times. Finally got to meet him. Mm, of New York influence. Yeah, and we got to meet Sam Temple from the H3 podcast. She's a big Bachelor fan, and she was there as well. So we had a great time. The young twins. Young twins were there. Um, There were a bunch of people there. Tyler Norris was there. But thinking about reality television in terms of where it's headed and what it means to American media culture, you know, we've talked about this a lot, especially as reality television gave us our last president, that reality TV is no longer this kind of frivolous guilty pleasure. It is an integral part of contemporary American culture, so much so that we believe it is moving into kind of a a sports fandom where in-depth critical analysis of what this thing actually is and how it's affecting our culture is going to become common and accepted. And this event to me, I could just see that being a, a piece of it, you know, that there's like a more serious treatment, even though that this was like a celebratory thing. It wasn't like a super serious event or anything. It was celebratory, but it still was celebratory of like reality television as a whole, that this thing, this type of media is more than just frivolous guilty pleasure, is more than just like, oh, I watch trash TV. It's more than that. I hate the term trash TV. I I do too. This really is a culture that is growing in America and I think gaining relevance. And this party to me, this event to me, was a piece of that, like a big piece of seeing where it's moving, how it's moving forward into being, I think, accepted more as like a a viable form of media in America. Yeah. And we've, I mean, we've talked, I mean, I think years ago at this point about doing a version of this that is about, that is for the journalists of this as well, the podcasters, the Mm -hmm. TikTokers, et cetera. What did we call it? The French la... A salon or something or whatever oh, the French sort of word was for pit. I forget what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. French word for pit. Like crevasse or something. I don't know. But yeah, it just kind of inspired me. Like, I think the ball leveled up this year. And I think that I have leveled up just attending this event. I'm like, I can sort of see where all of this can go, you know? Yeah. I agree with you. And I think the first step of it is getting all these players together, which is exactly what this event did. Again, celebratory. Everybody was drinking and partying and having a good time. But like, you know, there were 
there were some quieter areas of the venue. You could go upstairs and have a a conversation over the music that was a you know it was loud and like a dance floor downstairs. Upstairs, a little bit quieter. You could have a more intimate conversation about who knows what. A lovely smokers alley. Yeah, we did partake in the smokers alley uh, once or twice. <laughs> rest assured. And I will say this. After partaking in the smoker's alley and coming back into the main room of it where there is a DJ and a dance floor and laser lights going on and uh, the, you know, what I had smoked in the smoker's alley was just starting to take effect. And I remember I was talking to you and I looked over kind of uh-huh. toward the bar and I see there's Nate Olakoya standing easily five feet above everyone else. He really is in person a very tall man. He is literally the tallest man who exists. I believe that is true. But I saw him. And I saw Rodney Matthews and I saw uh, Serene Russell and I saw Brandon Jones and they were all just like happy and laughing and kind of like dancing with each other a little bit. And I just, I don't know, all the the kind of like, I won't say that I experienced trauma as a result of watching BIP season eight, but I, I kind of did <laughs> sympathize with the players. You know what I mean? Like when they all break down in that scene when Rodney gets kicked off, it was just like it for me personally. It did me good to see that like all these players are at least on this night, they were okay. Whatever they had been mm-hmm. through in in service of our beloved game, that seems to be in their past now. Again, just at least on this night, that's what I was seeing. And yes, I did just come from the smoker's alley. But <laughs> the overwhelming <laughs> feeling I had was like, you know what? They're okay. Like they're happy. That's good. That is what I took away from it anyway. Yeah. To be clear, I looked at clues i remember this moment because i was like clues is staring 100,000 miles into the distance i was like what is happening to clues right now he is he has i thought you had ascended above your body and we're like yeah. looking at the event from above it kind of was that honestly i i was just like data download just like all the data let me absorb <laughs> all of this so that i can remember it Oh, that's your osmosis face. Yeah, exactly. That was my face play. <laughs> but we can't thank Stefan again enough for uh, inviting us to this event. And we're looking very forward to, you know, bigger and better things. Let's see where this thing goes. I think it's going to be very huge within a few years. But that is the state of the game. That's where we're headed. And now we are going to move into another portion of our program where we discuss what we're watching in the off season. This is... What are you watching? What are you watching? Pace Case, what are you watching? Well, Clues, I know you haven't started, but White Lotus Season 2 just completed, and I completed that season of my new TV book club podcast, HBO Lax, which I host with one of my best friends, Catherine Dudas. And to me, Season 2 of White Lotus surpassed Season 1 and is an iconic season of television. You simply must watch if you haven't. I'll watch it. I will get around to it. You'll get around to it. It's not how you feel about... What's the one that you'll never watch? Oh, Severance. <laughs> <You're> p- <laughs> I've had now multiple people tell me, by the way, that Severance is a... Uh, I mean, is very similar, I'll just say, to an idea that I had for a book a while back that I definitely have pitched to certain people who are involved with that show. I'll just say that. So I don't even know if I want to watch it, to be honest, at this point. Okay. (laughs) I'll stop bringing up Severance. Yeah, welcome to Hollywood. (laughs) 
But you know what? You know what you should also watch with me is The Last of Us. Season one is going to premiere on HBO Max January 15th. And that is the next show we're going to do for HBO Max. It's basically a post-apocalyptic drama that is based on this video game, which you just told me is based on the road. And it to me, it looks like a Children of Men vibe. The video game is not exactly based on the road, but that kind of like bleak... The Road came out, Cormac McCarthy's book. It won the Pulitzer, I believe. Yeah, I don't think it won the Nobel. I think it won the Pulitzer. Um, whenever that would have been 2000, early 2000s. And then a video game called The Last of Us came out that was like, isn't this basically just the road? But it was never any formal, mm. <laughs> like based on. So you've, but there was also a movie for The Road starring Viggo Mortensen. So I think if you see that movie, mm. it'll probably be very similar to The Last of Us. I like Children of Men. So I feel like, like kind of apocalyptic stuff. Um, I'm thinking about watching Mandalorian in anticipation of it just to get familiar with the actor. <laughs> but that actor was in Game of Thrones too, right? He was? Who was he? Yeah, wasn't he the prince from the other area and he gets killed, the mountain kills him in a duel? Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the same guy. That's the He's same so, guy. <sighs> interesting. Um, well, follow HBOLX at HBOLX pod wherever you get podcasts and on Instagram. That's what I'm watching. And also all of my other shows. Mm. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Winter House. Yeah. I'm catching up on Real Housewives of Potomac, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I just caught up on. Damn. You're watching a lot. Ask me anything. I just did. What are you watching? Um, and that's a lot of shit. I'm watching anime exclusively at this point. One called Ajin Demihuman. That's right. I watched that one on Netflix. Everyone can watch that one if you like. It is about a um, present-day Japan. I guess this is happening globally, but this takes place in Japan. But globally, there are these things called ajin, which are human beings that when they die, they come back to life. And they also are able to control these, like, uh, they call them black ghosts. There's, like, these weird apparitions that are, like, part of when they get resurrected, these apparitions show up. And they can kind of control them and and whatever. They're like supernatural kind of powers. And so it's about a guy um, named Sato, who is an Ajin. And the Ajin are captured by the government and experimented on so that they can make like weapons and shit. And so this one guy, Sato, who's an Ajin, basically wages war against Japan and just wants to kill everyone. He's like, either Ajin get human rights or we're going to kill you all. And so it's about Whoa. trying to stop him which is very interesting. Damn. And then I'm also watching a show called Chainsaw Man, which is a brand new anime that I think you still have to buy at this point, or maybe it's on Crunchyroll if you go that deep into the anime pit. That one is fantastic. I've never seen anything quite like it. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's about a world where a lot of anime is like regular world, and then over the top of our world, there's some extra element that can only be perceived by or interacted with people who have certain powers, like Jujutsu Kaisen, for example, is one where there are these cursed spirits and only certain people can like deal with them. So if a cursed spirit starts like takes over a grocery store and it's like killing people, they have to send in the special squad to like take down the cursed spirit. Mm. So this is like that chainsaw man, except the things are devils and chainsaw man is a part human, part devil who can fight devils. Does he have chainsaw on him? Yeah. When he turns into like his devil version, his head becomes a chainsaw and his arms become chainsaws. I know it sounds dumb. Sounds scary. 
uh, it's not really scary. It's kind of funny, actually. It has a lot of humor in it, but uh, I've never seen narrative work like this in an anime. Once you get to episode, if you get into the show, episodes seven, eight, and nine, and also I should mention all episodes of all anime are 20 minutes long. So you got really no excuse not to at least watch the first episode of something. But if you get into episodes seven, eight, and nine of Chainsaw Man, prepare to have your mind blown. You will have never seen anything like this in terms of what it is doing narratively. Um, not even Game of Thrones in its like Game of Thrones Red Wedding to me is one of the craziest fucking episodes of mm -hmm. television ever made where they just annihilate yeah. like all the main characters just get killed. The characters you've been following for like four seasons or something. You're like, what? <laughs> wait, what? What the fuck did you just do? Yeah. This Chainsaw Man does that shit in a way I've never seen in like episodes seven, eight, nine. You're just like, uh, excuse me, what just happened? So anyway, that's what I'm watching. A lot of anime. Um, I hope everyone enjoys anime as much as I do. And I hope everyone enjoys HBO Lax as well, your other podcast, which is fantastic. You know, all my reality shows that I watch and your anime, same length. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. Maybe there's something to it. Have some common ground there. But that wraps up what we are watching. And now we're going to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all those beautiful tids that are happening around the nation. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, the first promo <laughs> for Bachelor Season 27 hath dropped. We got our first glimpse at how the franchise intends to market Zach Shawcross to the fourth audience today in a main grid post on the official Bachelor Nation Instagram page. The 30-second video features Shawcross in a variety of sweaters, suits, t-shirts, and button-ups with various stages of unbuttonedness as he delivers some flirtatious face play, including eyebrow raises and winks to the camera, peppered with camera shutter sounds and quick flashes of photographers. We are meant to feel that this is candid, that we are being let in on the process of building up this Bachelor as we ultimately see graphics on screen that read, Tis the Season for Mr. Right reasons so they're even giving him a little nickname here and he raises a champagne flute to the camera mr four trr exactly that's what they're they're saying he's i mean we'll get to it here in a minute he raises a champagne flute to the camera presents a rose to the camera after sniffing it and ultimately flashes a parasocial gaze to ask all of us i'm ready are you we then hear a voice off screen a disembodied producer perhaps say yes i'm ready let's go the entire video is scored by Lil Nas X's That's What I Want. It's slick. It's contemporary. It is elevating The Bachelor to the, the pedestal that the role once held virtually every season. It feels very much to me like real effort is being put into making the game great again. And if this promo is any indication of how the producers treated the construction of season 27, we are all in for a treat, I believe. This promo got me going. I gotta say. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons. They've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval. 
You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no rollback waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. I was very surprised by it. Oh my God, me too. And I have been tricked before, but I, <laughs> I was... I was very, it's weird that it is surprising that this promo looks so good. I agree. And like, oh, people should want to date this person. 
but it does. Like it yeah. surprises me. I mean, I'm I'm hooked. I'm hooked. But even in the way it's shot and stuff, the image quality, it does look more contemporary. And I don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. exactly. Maybe this is just <laughs> me making it up. I don't know, but I don't think so. It looks a little more like a Love is Blind. It looks like they're trying to push this thing forward a bit. And it, it, that's exactly what it needs. They are, I believe, at least from this promo again, doing the right thing. Now, uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next month or so, what other promos are going to come out to completely undo all this good work. But Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, what's missing for me in this promo is Zach Shalcross reading things that internet trolls are saying about him. I really I felt like that part of it was missing and that, yeah. But even like if you take what they did with with Ultimate Viking, season 26, Clayton Eckert, in the beginning, the still promo for his season was he's an underdog. Even saying that, mm-hmm. why is The Bachelor ever an underdog? Justice for Rodney Matthews' <laughs> sure. slogan. That, I mean, he made that, that slogan yeah. up. But like, why would the producers call him an underdog? You know, it's The Bachelor. This is the star of the show. The the lead of a show should never be an underdog. I'm hoping this means that that they've learned from that and that they're not going to do what they did to Clayton yeah. Eckerd to Zach Shawcross. But I don't think they are. I mean, we saw the promo for Shawcross at the end of uh, the after the final rose when they brought him out mm-hmm. and he got to meet his first five players and they they showed us the clips or whatever. And we saw Sean Lowe the scrub. uh, scrubbing his abs in the shower. And it's like, yeah, that's funny, but it is a return. They made Sean Lowe get in that shower and scrub himself down. I don't know how many fucking times on season 17. A lot. They did the same thing with Colton Underwood. And it's it's this idea that they're presenting The Bachelor again as like a sex symbol. And I mm-hmm. think Sean Lowe scrubbing him down is at least implied a passing of the torch. This is the new Sean Lowe. They are going to treat him that way, I think, which is the correct treatment of a bachelor. Golden Boy 2.0. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to get. So, I don't know. This promo got me very excited. I'm looking very forward to season 27 for multiple reasons. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But this promo was one, for sure. This promo was like, all right, they. it feels like they know what the fuck they're doing. And God, I hope that's true. Praise be it, Dark Lord Palmer. We know you can do it. We know you can write this train. Yeah, Dark Lord Palmer. He's got nothing to do with this. He's not in the fucking promo. Why would you even bring his name up? This doesn't make any sense. Because he's kind of the he's kind of the overlooker. He's kind of like he, he presents the vibe from from up top. You cannot sit here and say Dark Lord Palmer is the overlooker who presents the vibe and then say he's an innocent who is sincere in all of his fucking empathy for these players. You can't. That's not. Can't be both. Can't be both. Can't be both. They fucking shredded people. They can't. Just expand your mind. (laughs) Expand my mind. Fuck. Okay. Oh, my God. Speaking of expanding my mind, next up in Bachelor Nation (laughs) News, old Pillow Lips himself is making headlines. I thought it was the kissing bandit. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Someone called it pillowless. That's right. The star of Bachelor season 22, Ari Leindyke Jr., revealed some big news this week, along with several other stars from other reality franchises. He will be competing in a new reality show streaming on Peacock called The Traders. The show is based on a popular Dutch series of the same name and hosted by actor Alan Cumming. 
Peacock is calling it a psychological adventure in which treachery and deceit are the name of the game. The 20 contestants, both celebrity and non-celebrity, come together to complete a series of challenges with the objective of earning a cash prize, which could be up to $250,000. The catch, of course, is that three of the contestants, aka the traders, are tasked with devising a plan to steal the prize from the rest of the group, coined the faithful. The other players include Big Brother winners Cody Calafiore and Rachel Riley, Survivor players Siri Fields and Stephanie LaGrosa-Kendrick, Below Deck alum Kate Chastain, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Brandy Glanville, Summer House star Kyle Cook, former Bachelor Ari Leindyke, as we said, and Shaws of Sunset star Reza Farahan, along with Olympian Ryan Lochte. The regular civilian contestants include a van life influencer, a political analyst, a yoga instructor, an ER nurse, actress, and more. Their names are Christian De La Torre, Michael Davidson, Andy Thurman, Quentin Giles, Shelby Rodriguez, Geraldine Moreno, Robert Bam Neves, Angelica Conti, Azra Villani, and Amanda Clark. The Traders premieres with all 10 episodes available January 12th, 2023 on Peacock. I don't have Peacock clues. I don't either. Uh, I don't think I'll get it. I assume somehow clips from this will make it to me if they're interesting. Up next, the Bachelor Nation News. <laughs> Babies and the keys. The pit will provide. Yeah, the pit will provide, I think. <laughs> Up next, the Bachelor Nation News. Babies and Keys are now officially engaged. Dean, Deanie Babies Ungler, and Kaylin Miller Keys began their relationship way back in season six of Bachelor in Paradise when Babies played a leave the beach with me ultimatum punctuated by a brash form of face play that involved an element of voluntary facial hair removal, a move that would later be reprised by young Noah Erb on season 16 of The Bachelorette. Then last October, Babies proposed to Miller Keys, and now Miller Keys has issued a proposal of her own. In a seven-slide post to her main grid that includes photos of the happy couple displaying their engagement rings, as well as video of some animal husbandry in the form of horse riding, Miller Keys made the announcement that they are official. The caption reads, According to Dean, we're now officially engaged. A while ago, we agreed we would both propose to each other. I had a lot of ideas on how I would do it. But after Dean had me conquer my fear of heights before his proposal, IFI, I shouldn't say that, I thought it would be fitting for him to conquer his only fear, horses. I can't wait for a lifetime of pushing each other out of our comfort zones. Upside down, smiley face. A who's who of all-star players from virtually every team left comments in support of the the happy couple, including Becca Tilly, Abigail Herringer, young Noah Herb, Victoria Paul, and LA icon powerhouses, Hannah Ann Sluss and Becca Kufrin. Even the great one's paramour, also an LA icon, Natalie Joy, left her thoughts on the matter with a comment that read, I'm now a Dean and Kaylin Stan account. We wish nothing but the best to this all-star couple. And we can't wait to see what's in store for the wedding next year. I I can't wait. Are they going to get married like jumping out of a plane? I feel like it will be. It will be iconic somehow. I don't know if she does that. That's more baby's thing. I don't know if she's the one jumping out of planes and shit. I could see them doing it at like with a volcano in the background or something. Some exotic location, some shit like that. I could see that. Speaking of Bachelor Nation power couples... And Natalie Joy's mom and dad, Griptoria, is taking the next step in solidifying their position as the most fascinating couple in the nation. After a brief and controversial courtship, Victoria Fuller and Gregory Grippo have... Is his name Gregory? 
I don't know. I just wrote that because I oh. thought it was funny. Gregory Grippo <laughs> have revealed that they are in the process of moving in together. Gregory Grippo will relinquish his status <laughs> as the bad boy of the New York City influence to join Fuller in her home city, where he'll become the newest member of the Nashville Sliders. The couple plan to spend the holidays in New Jersey with Gregory Grippo's family and then take the next step as soon as possible. We wish them well in their cohabitation endeavors, and we hope to see a slew of incredible parasocial work as their relationship moves to the next stage. And finally, in Bachelor Nation news, Kendall Long is engaged. Long announced her engagement to boyfriend Mitchell Sagely in a five-slide main grid post last week. The pics included a shot of Sagely on bended knee, an image of Long and Sagely locked in an embrace, as well as images of friends and family celebrating the big moment. Long captioned the post, It's always been a heck yes with you, Mitch. Heart around a smiley face emoji. I love your brain. I love your family. I pretty much just love every single thing about you. So incredibly over the moon that we get to start our epic adventures together in a new country. German flag, sparkler emoji. I've heard love explained to me by my parents and was scared I would never experience something so wonderful. But with you, love is so much better than I could have ever imagined it to be. I feel so lucky and I can't wait to officially be a sagely. Long made her rookie season debut in Ari Lion Dyke season 22 of The Bachelor, then went on to begin a long-term relationship with Grocery that started on BIP season six and was eventually used in an attempt by producers to break up Grocery and Serena Pitt in BIP season seven. Although we are sad to see her lose her Los Angeles icon status. Uh, We are elated that she has found her person and we wish her nothing but the best as she starts the next phase of her life in Germany. Do we have any German players? Is she the first? I feel like, didn't Charlene live in Germany? Yeah, but I don't believe she was a German player. Was she from Germany at that time? I don't know. She's not now. She's obviously a part of the New York City influence. I want to say Eliza lived in Germany. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. At any rate, congratulations to Kendall Long. Guten Tag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that wraps up all the news that's fit to print. We're now going to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all of those beautiful plays that our favorite players are making off the field in that parasocial world. This is The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. A lot of good plays this week. Aaron Clancy mourned the single James Bonsall in a new TikTok with the Chiron trying to hang out with James. Now he has a girlfriend with the caption at James Bonsall underscore is taken, taken away from me. (laughs) Sad face emoji, hashtag FYP, sad face, ASCII art, hashtag FYP. 15.9K likes, 255.6K views. Good work, Aaron Clancy. Excellent. A lot of bang for your buck there. Logan Palmer went more in depth about his career journey after he stood up for himself at the BIP reunion with a 10-slide Instagram post of him doing various camera work jobs. The caption reads, I've had a lot of people ask about my career journey since the last episode aired. I moved to California with my car and no plan in 2019. I only knew I wanted to tell stories and use a camera. Started sleeping on someone's couch and walking dogs. Also was a snorkel tour guide, one of my favorite jobs. I eventually got to work at a low-level position at a news studio where I got promoted to full-time cameraman position, covering COVID stories, BLM marches, and more. After proving myself for two years, I became a game-time camera operator for the Padres, working home games at the stadium. I was introduced to a commercial studio 
which gave me the incredible opportunity to help produce high-level TV and social media, commercial productions, working audio, camera, and grip. I am now a freelance creative copywriter and videographer who has been blessed to work with at Drew Bees at Belmont Park SD and more. I am so proud of my career and very excited to see where my hard work will take me next. Storytelling has always been my passion. Fortune favors the bold. Instagram also favors the bold. This post got 35.8K likes and 928 comments. The ultimate Viking is taking back the narrative. In a reel, he posted a Chiron. Pick up the pen with his audio, I'm So Broken, cut with clips of him working out, and then a final Chiron, take back your narrative. The caption reads, it's never too late. What is that? A pen emoji? What pen is that? Pen emoji. Pen emoji. Congratulations to the Ultimate Viking for taking back his narrative. Jason Alabaster made a stunning parasocial play on TikTok in which he posted a clip from one of his conversations with Gabby Windy in which he says he doesn't feel she really knows him. He then announces via voiceover that he's learned to be vulnerable from the franchise and come up with a list of deeper questions to get to know people better on dates and that he will be posting clips of the dates and content about the questions in a new what looks like TikTok show, You Don't Even Know Me, with clips of him on the dates, presumably. We look forward to the to the show's release. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton Eckard's ring winner Susie Evans made a hilarious TikTok in which she pretends to be a Zachary reality type TikTok journalist commenting on a Zachary reality spotting. The video has 726,000 views and 36.3K likes. Susie Evans is always doing amazing TikToks. She's hilarious. I mean, I think she's still in crown contention. And like this video, 726, three quarters of a million people watch this. Yes, that's over. That's over 726,000 times the amount of viewers a usual CW show gets. (laughs) Roasted. Roasted. We didn't have gains. I thought we weren't roasting CW anymore. (laughs) (laughs) After years of making his own content about his target addiction, face player Justin Glaze finally appeared in an official Christmas-themed reel posted by Target. Caption reads, POV, you didn't stick to the list. At Justin Glaze, hashtag Target Holiday, hashtag Gingerbread House. As he goes through Target fawning over various Christmas items. All of these were fantastic parasocial plays, but there can be only one parasocial play of the week. And this week, it goes to the Equal Marriage Act meeting Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Season 19, Chris Soule's finalist and Season 20 Ben Higgins player Becca Tilly posted a five-slide Instagram post of her and her partner Haley Kiyoko with the caption, Today was awesome. Rainbow emoji, purple heart emoji. This post has 66.3K likes. She posted an image of herself with her paramour to her stories with the caption, Getting to go to the White House and witness the Respect for Marriage Act being signed today was so special. Sad eyes emoji. Fantastic. We love to see when the nation starts coinciding with the political nation, with the American Mm -hmm. nation at large. And this is one of those unique and fantastic moments where not only does it intersect, it intersects for something good, something that's actually (laughs) benefiting our species, our uh, society as a whole. So congratulations to Becca Tilly. Congratulations to Haley Kiyoko, who were part of this incredible parasite. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Social play. I think they're such a strong parasocial couple, i.e. Yeah. the parasocial play I was talking about earlier up top in one of my favorite plays of the year and uh can't wait to see what else they make i agree and while these were fantastic plays there were some other plays being made by those non-humans those other animals that we share this planet with those creatures and this week brandon marias and piper james adopted a new puppy together katie thurston's feline friend tommy continues to thrive as a house cat Jacinia Cruz and her pup started a book club, but there's only one winner. And this week, the winning award goes out posthumously to Carl the Bloodhound. Wells Adams posted a 10-slide main grid tribute to his longtime pet with images of Carl's life, and he captioned the post thusly, trying to type this through tears, but it's with a heavy heart. I must tell you that at Carl the Bloodhound, has gone to doggy heaven. Carl, you were such a good guy, a true gentle giant. You were sweet, noisy, protective, and slobbery. And boy, did you give the best hugs. You were the best boy I've ever known. I hope you thought I was a good dad. We've been through so much, and there's no way I would be here without you. Carlos the Blooder, know that mom, dad, and boo love you forever. I hope you visit me all the time in my dreams to play tug of war. My jogs will never be the same but I'll make sure to stop by the trees where the squirrels are in case you're... Are you okay? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Pace Case is having some involuntary tear play as I'm reading this. Uh, but I'll make sure to stop by the trees where the squirrels are in case you're still running with me. You'll always be my big old hounder. I love you. Sad face <laughs> emoji. Double heart emoji. Pace Case producing extreme levels of tear play. This is a touching tribute for a creature who will live forever in the record books. Are you okay, Pace Case? <laughs> I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's over. You don't have to handle it anymore because now we're moving on to that portion of our program in which we delve deep into the pit to issue forth our screams about how our 
fandom of our beloved game has irrevocably altered our lives, our identities, and the core of who we are as human beings. This is Screams from the Pit! Wipe the tears. This is the pit, though. Tears are welcome. Tear play is always welcome in the pit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Tears are, I think, are good for for a scream. My scream this week has to do with, of course, the unforgettable Stefan Lovegrove fall. Um, I like you. I we've talked about this. Met a bunch of celebrities. I uh, I've seen some of my icons like Rihanna. I showed Shaq how to use our, our complicated elevator system once. And um, this was what was you've done this at what? When did you show Shaq how to use an elevator? So I I used to work at a talent agency. Oh, OK. Well, basically, all the assistants are always talking to each other and they tell everyone like who's in the building. So I would always go check them out. You know, we were paid in celebrity sightings and and eleven dollars an hour. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the guy I dressed up as for Halloween for workaholics who dressed up as a bear, etc. <laughs> Cut to, it's a slow song. It's Beauty and the Beast, which Stefan had said he was going to do on his Instagram. And I found myself slow dancing with my paramour. And I look over and next to me is royalty, Serena and Brandon. And then... One of my favorite reality stars of all time and her paramour, Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules. This probably won't mean much to, you know, a significant portion of people who haven't watched Vanderpump Rules. If you haven't, you have to watch season one and two. They're perfect. And Sheena is one of the reasons why I think it's a perfect reality show. She is a true reality TV star. And I was like, I have to go talk to her. I Like, when else am I going to see her? And I went up and introduced myself and talked to her and her husband, and they were lovely and delightful. And it was uh, probably one of the highlights of the, of the night for me. So that is my scream this week. Mm, that's a pretty good scream. So you got to meet a hero. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, my scream also has to do with the ball. <laughs> As you may know, I'm not a big fashionista. I don't know much about what? styles or clothing or fashions or jewelry or anything involving my outward appearance. I just don't pay attention to it. It doesn't register with me. I don't even have a fucking mirror in my house. I mean, I have one in the bathroom. And every <laughs> once in a while, I'll accidentally see my face in it if I happen to be looking in that direction. But I don't really look in mirrors or anything. That may also be something to do with my vampirism i'm not sure how do you put sunscreen on i just apply it but i mean i usually don't even go out in the day you know i my sunscreen is the earth i wait until the sun goes behind the earth (laughs) wait you can't look at mirrors because you are a vampire no i think it just it fits it i guess i mean i don't it's not a a causal thing i just don't have a lot of mirrors and i'm like i kind of am a vampire it makes sense anyway my scream is this i don't give a shit about any of these things or i haven't i should say but Putting together my outfit for this ball with the help of my good friend, Allison Freer, and you should all check out uh, her book. She has a couple of books, I believe, about uh, dressing fashionably for less. She's a, a costumer out here in Los Angeles, works on big movies and TV shows and things. 
She helped me put together this outfit. She took me to the right places downtown in the garment district to find what the suit was going to be and to find the right jewels and all this stuff. And it was very eye-opening, as all I will say. And I now, as a result of this, ultimately going to the ball, but even before that... Wait, why was the process eye-opening? Because my scream is, as a result of all of this, as a result of us starting Game of Roses three years ago and going to this ball and me needing to get an outfit for it, I now see fashion as art. I now see jewelry as art. (laughs) I am looking at this stuff now. I see it in the real world. For example, I saw... Uh, I was hanging out with some friends the other night and um, the lady of this couple was wearing this very interesting ring. I would have paid no attention to this months ago. (laughs) Now I'm like, that's an interesting ring. Where did you get that? I'm commenting on fucking jewelry. I'm looking at fucking outfits. I'm seeing it as something different now. And I'm like, am I going to start designing clothes now? Is that what's about to happen to me deep in the bottom of the pit? I mean, you already design clothes, our merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are like uh, just images and stuff. I'm talking about like the cut of clothing, the way it hangs mm. on the body and shit. I'm recognizing these things that I've never really seen before. I think that's beautiful. Is it? Or do I don't I don't feel like I have time for this. That your conclusion that fashion is art. You know what I mean? I got to watch a lot of fucking TV <laughs> and do all these writings and make these podcasts. I can't do another thing, but it's already happening. I can't stop it either because I'm seeing it now when I'm just out and about. What do you mean it's already happening? I am noticing what people are wearing in a way I never have before. And by in a way I never have before, I mean at all. Okay, but you haven't like bought like fabric and you're like a sewing machine or not yet. Oh, God. It may be coming. Do you know what this is reminding me of? Yeah. What? Our conversation about Pokemon Go mm. in New York, in which, <laughs> you know, I play Pokemon Go all the time and Clues was like, I'm back on it. And he like told me this like a person who was off the wagon. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's fine. Like, as long as you don't put money in. And he's like, I already did. And I was like, how is that possible? You've only been here 20 minutes. You've already put money into this game. I needed a remote raid pass to battle Guzzlord. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying that I'm noticing <laughs> these things. And I've started like just kind of compulsively making some little drawings and shit, you know, like. Oh, my God. I want to see those. No, they're not ready for anyone to look at. But you need to make the new version of Juan Pablo's jacket from Korea. Oh, it's a perfect jacket. I don't think you can alter that. But um, my scream is that, yeah, there's there's something happening to me as a result of going putting this outfit together for the Noel Ball. And uh, I just never thought that my interest in reality television would... I didn't think it would lead to a podcast, a book, going to this <laughs> ball, none of that. And now it's potentially leading to an artistic interest in fashion and jewelry and things of this nature that I could have never predicted. I would never have predicted that either. I mean, you wear the same outfit every day, like like a cartoon. I don't think that will change. I don't think I'll be designing things for myself. It's just mm. I'm looking at fashion as art now, which is interesting to me. Maybe you'll style us next year. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how deep I get into this other weird pit. But <laughs> let's move on to another scream. This one comes to us from... Caitlin in Julia. So I'm guessing this is a duo. And if you want to send us your screams, you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You get access to our discord and you can upload an up to one minute audio file of your scream. We play the best ones here and analyze them. So let's give this one a listen again from Caitlin and Julia. Here we go. Hey, Pitt. I have a next level scream for the longtime pit dwellers. Recently, the She's All Batch podcast interviewed Michael Stagliano from Bachelor Pad 2 and 3. 
Since those seasons were over 10 years ago, Michael didn't know if any of the listeners would even know who he was. I was a ridiculous fan of him in my youth, like I'm talking daily tweets and buying his merch. So I posted some screenshots of those in the podcast Facebook group. A week later, they did a part two interview with Michael and the host read my post to him, to which he responded how much he loved fans like me. I was then sort of a running joke throughout the episode as a Michael super fan. So when the host was reminding him how to check his DM requests, they joked that I was probably in that list of requests. I actually wasn't, but of course I had to slide into them to thank him for my shout out. He wrote back to my DM saying that the host had told him that I recently got engaged and that he officiates weddings and asked if I would be interested in him officiating mine because it would be a great story. He was so serious about it that we are currently chatting about time frame and location. The pit is the only place that truly understands the gravity of this situation, so I'm thankful to have a place to scream about it. Praise be our beloved game. The pit provides. This is astounding. This is a level three scream. We mostly see ones, some twos. This is a three. Is that the highest level in your mind? Yeah. Three is? Yeah. I think it's much more varied than that. I think there are like a thousand levels of screams. A thousand (laughs) levels of screams? Okay. This is a fantastic scream, though. Thank you, Caitlin and Julia. To me, this is like, it's level three means it's like, it's altering big things in your life. Oh, for sure. To have somebody from the nation really play any part in something like your wedding, (laughs) that is intense. But then also to have it happen as a result of your fandom. This is yeah. this is like a textbook scream. It's where the your fandom of the show is now resulting in some kind of major life event or whatever, and it wouldn't have happened otherwise had you not been a super fan of his. Had you not sent the DM, bought the merch, got the merch, all of that, none of this would be happening. And now it is. This is so beautiful. It reminds me a lot of. I mean, this is a, a smaller version of it, but I had a scream where I I bought hand weights from Blake Ellerby during the pandemic, and it was a similar kind of thing. Because I was a fan of The Bachelor and I was looking for hand weights, I'm following him. I see that he has them for sale and the pit provides. This uh-huh. is a very similar thing. I absolutely love this fucking scream. I love to see it. I love when the wall gets broken between the players <laughs> and the fourth audience and they become part of, potentially part of. Yeah, it's no longer a parasocial relationship. It's now a real relationship. I hope that he does a great job officiating your ceremony. And I hope that we get to hear about that as well. I hope so, too. I think I think no matter what, it doesn't really matter, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happening is the... Like, it's magic. I went to a wedding that had couple good friends of mine and they had a surprise tom cruise impersonator there oh that's cool and let me tell ya that was a good idea he did not break character he kept his sunglasses on the whole time and i think things like that at a wedding are are wonderful and add a rich texture totally agree so thank you again caitlin and julia for sending in this outstanding what pace case calls a level three scream i'm gonna give it a level 728 scream and okay. uh <laughs> <laughs> it's price is right rules on number. <laughs> if anybody else out there has a scream they want to send in for us to play right here on this week in bachelor nation again you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses get on our discord upload your scream god i love fucking hearing these this is giving me an idea which is that I think you should get, I think you should get 
um, certified to officiate weddings. Huh? <laughs> I did a crazy thing last night, Pace Case. I got certified to officiate weddings. I'll just always carry around my notebook. I wrote a few words down. And if you want to get married right now, I can do it. I just start doing that to people on the street. You know, I think you'd add a rich texture to any wedding and you can make that your tagline. Bachelor Clues wedding officiant would add a rich texture to your special day. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to convince myself to not start designing clothes because I don't have enough time. Right. You think I got enough time to officiate weddings? Look, I'm just while we're throwing everything at the wall. Right. All right. Maybe I'll do it. I'll see what I can do online. I did a crazy thing last night. I went online and got ordained. Isn't that what Dark Lord Palmer said? That's how you become the true Dark Lord. Oh, shit. Now you're selling me on it. I have to have that power. You're right. All right. I'll look into it. Anyway, that wraps up our program. Thank you for joining us on This Week in Bachelor Nation. We will be back on Tuesday with a recap of Love is Blind Season 3 episodes. What are we at? Seven and eight, baby. Nice. Some uh, some yes. things are heating up. We're almost to the weddings. So we're going to find out who gets married and who does not. And then we'll be back at the end of next week again with another This Week in Bachelor Nation. Bartice. Bartice was at the ball. <laughs> God, I know. Bartice was at the ball. He was a very tall man as well. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget about, put it in your calendar, December 23rd, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Go to the Game of Roses YouTube channel. Yeah, I think this is going to be very fun. And I'm looking forward to doing this year after year as well. And potentially doing some more kind of YouTube live events like this every once in a while. But thanks again, everyone, for joining us on this Friday. We hope you have a great weekend. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,571 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 